Okay, we go to Luke chapter 5, verse 16. So Jesus himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the mist before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said to the man, to him, to the him, man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you or to say, rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Hallelujah. Amen. This has always been one of those miracles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is most fascinating and also that helped to confirm his deity. The, the Pharisees and the teachers of the Lord, they gathered because this is a new teaching. It is done with the demonstration of the spirit and of power. And they had never seen anything like it before, but particularly the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ came at the end of those 400 silent years from Malachi to Matthew, where there was no prophet, no teaching priest, you know, it was just religion. Doctor. Oh, did it go off? No, I paused it. We couldn't hear you, sir. Oh. Please go on. We can hear you now. So, the Bible says that Jesus often withdrew 
to the wilderness and prayed. Now, if you wondered about the source of that divine presence, like we learned from Moses, when Moses spent a long time in God's presence, he came down bringing down the glory. Okay, so the Pharisees and teachers of the law, I'm sure they didn't come to listen to him only. They also came to find out what they can use against him. <laughs> and now they bring this man and Jesus looked at him and said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Now, you know that there are other instances of sin being the cause of sickness. This is one of them. The other one we find in John chapter 5. We find in John chapter 5 verse 14. Okay, that is the man at the pool of Bethesda. And in verse 14, the Bible says, Afterward, Jesus found this man in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. And I'm sure the man wasn't happy about that, so he went and told the Jews about Jesus. But uh, that's the truth. You know, it is called the word of knowledge. By the word of knowledge, Jesus could decipher the cause of this man's sickness. Now, it is not a universal thing. Okay, it's an individualized thing. Man, your sins are forgiven you. And naturally, that will provoke a lot of debate. <laughs> What does this man think of himself? Who can forgive sins on this earth except God alone? Okay? So, our Lord Jesus Christ, of course, he could hear what they were thinking. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? He could hear what they were thinking. And then, the Bible says there, verse 22, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts. He said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier. Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk. Do you know, I, cannot, I could not believe my ears. Um, our pastor was preaching in our church several years ago. And he asked the congregation, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise up and walk? Some people said it's easier to say rise up and walk. <laughs> I say, really? <laughs> I say, you mean that? You, do you really mean that? You know, okay. If I say your sins are forgiven you, how, how does anybody know whether they are forgiven? Abi? You know, you have to wait until you die and get to heaven to, for them to accept or reject you because your sins are forgiven. But if I say, rise up and walk, if I cannot demonstrate the power, then, then that's, that's tougher. False prophet. 
So, so Jesus said, okay, I want to show you, I want to prove to you that I, the son of man, I have the power. Since sin is at the center of this man's paralysis, okay, I want to show you that I have the power on earth to forgive sins. But before we finish this story, the question is, how can sin cause paralysis? Now, from medicine, we know that, okay? When a man is always angry, you know, always rising up in fury, and he's hypertensive, he can have a stroke, okay? Now we know all that. He can have a stroke out of burst of anger, have a stroke and be paralyzed. So, and if he has a stroke and is unchecked, the bleeding can be so much that the two sides of the uh, brain can be oppressed. He can be completely paralyzed even though the lesion is on one side, or the bleeding was so much that that's collateral compression, like we say. So Jesus said, this, this sickness is caused by sin. It is not that sin is sitting in his head <laughs> to cause him paralysis, no. It's the sin that led to the breakdown of his health, you know. And there are so many sins that you and I know that causes sickness, okay? When I was a, a house officer, I worked in the urology department and we used to treat so many uh, men in their fifties uh, and sixties with what we call urethral stricture. And that urethral stricture is as a result of untreated or poorly treated gonorrhea of, you know, that dates back 15 to 20 years. So that's how it happens. If there's a poorly treated gonorrhea, after about 15 to 20 years, the urethral passage will block and you have to go and keep expanding it. Okay. So, so, so in sin, from medicine, we know that sin can cause sickness. You know, of course, you know about HIV, you know, uh, when HIV was really ravaging the nations, you know, a lot of people who were promiscuous, you know, got infected with HIV. So we know now that sin can cause sickness. But this one was paralysis. And uh, our Lord Jesus said, before, before we can deal with the sickness, we must first deal with the sin. Okay, we have to deal with the sin, which is the thing that will anger God and prevent the healing. And that's why it's always important, you know, when ministering healing, to lead people to repentance and salvation, so that if there are sins in their lives that are hindering them, Okay, they will repent. The, the sin will be cleared as an obstacle to their healing. So our Lord Jesus first dealt with the sin. Your sins are forgiven you. And that raised a theological controversy. You know, as always happens, you know, theological controversy. So Jesus said, let's settle it. 
Which one do you think is easier? To say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk. Now I want to show you that I, the son of man, I have power on earth to forgive sins. So he said, the, he said to the forgiven man, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the Bible said immediately, he rose, carried his bed and walked out all before them. And then, in fact, this account, um, I think either in the Mark version or the New version, the people said, we have never seen it in this fashion. We have never seen anything like this before. We have never seen anything like this before. You know. And that's why um, I tell believers, you don't have to manufacture miracles. You don't have to fake them. You know. I've seen um, a man sitting on the wheelchair looking very glum. He's supposed to have been healed of uh, paralysis. And then he gets up, he's not excited, there's no joy. <laughs> I say, what type of miracle is this? <laughs> you know, you know. So you have been healed and he was just, was just looking at them like this. So maybe he's not an actor, so he couldn't pretend, you know. But the whole thing was just some, so, so nobody needs to help God. So either the miracle is there or the miracle is not there. And that you cannot begin to apologize that, uh, no, 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 there's no such thing. Okay, when God heals, he heals. And you and I have no control over who he is and who he does not heal. You know? But our Lord Jesus Christ said, I have authority on earth to forgive sin. And because of that, this man's bondage that came through sin is released. He's released from it because his sins have been forgiven him. But that also tells you and I that uh, it is so important for us to pray like the apostles in Acts chapter 4. You know, let us look at their prayer in Acts chapter 4. And verse, um, let us start their prayer from verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage? And the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand. The rulers were gathered together against the Lord, against his Christ. For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, verse 29, look on their threats and grant to your servant that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. That's a prayer that you and I must continue to pray. Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal. Stretch forth your hand, O God, and let signs and wonders be done 
through the name of your holy child, Jesus. Why did they pray that prayer? Because in Acts chapter 2, Pentecost took place, 3,000 were saved. In Acts chapter 3, one known cripple was healed at the beautiful gate, and 5,000 people were saved. So they know, they, they understood the place of miracles and signs and wonders in bringing unbelievers to God, in dismantling unbelief. And so they kept praying, let signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And you and I must continue to also pray that prayer. Let signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus, so that unbelief will be cured. Many men and women will be cured of their unbelief. And they will go forth to become children of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.